0: Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley.
1: Good morning, Vietnam! You are great. I'm not
2: bad. I'm just drawn that way.
1: I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of, of bubblegum. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. My calculations are correct.
2: When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some
3: serious... You're listening to the 30-something Movie Podcast. Classic movies, 30 years in the making. You are listening once again to the 30-something Movie Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Um, I am your host, John Reed, and I have with me Jeff. Hi. How you
0: doing, Jeff? I'm, you know, it's, it's, it's been a week, it's, you know, isn't it always, but you know what, let me tell you this. I've been reflecting this past week on yeah. our great outdoors episode. Yeah. Especially to what Dennis was saying about that scene where they're on the porch, you know, what do you see out there? And you have uh Chet, you know, he sees the trees, he sees, he. you know, he sees the beauty that's there and you have Roman talking about, well, you know, you could be doing this and the mining and the drilling and, and, and all that at the end of the movie. Well, throughout the movie, you hear about the fact that it is an old mining site. And at the end of the movie, the twins fall down an old mine shaft. So mining has come and gone from the area mm-hmm. and the trees are still existing. Yeah. The trees are still thriving.
3: Somebody, some well, and there's all that dynamite down there. You think maybe somebody was going to develop this more, but then realized, no, nah, this is a beautiful spot. Let's leave this
0: alone. Well, I, I don't know why they, why it didn't. Right. You know, that could be a reason or they just, you know, ran out of money or mm-hmm. just the mi- the mining industry dried up a little bit in the area. But I was just thinking about that. I'm like, well, you know, actually, you know, it, it's almost foreshadowing when Roman and Chet are talking on the porch. Mm-hmm. And really, it's foreshadowing to look back at the history of the area. Yeah. You know, mining, they tried mining and it came and it went and the trees are still there and, 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 you know, Chet's on the right path with, with what he wants out of it. But anyway, Absolutely. we're not yeah. here to talk about the great outdoors. All
3: right. We're here to talk about America. We're here to make America great again.
0: I'm just going to sit here and drink my chocolate shake.
3: Is that what well, I mean? I mean, I feel like that'd be a good logo for this podcast. I don't think anybody's taken it.
0: Known of any substance.
3: No. Nope. <laughs> Speaking of substance, how is that milkshake? Delicious. There we go. Um, so, um, uh, it, it would bring me to the yard. So this time around, we're talking coming to America. And if you have not seen this one, we're going to talk all about it. So if you haven't seen it, go watch it and then come on back. We'll still be here. Um, that's the beauty of podcasts. You can always pause us anytime you want. And, uh, if you have not left us a review on iTunes, we would love it if you did. Um, if it's a bad review, you can go leave it on like some iTunes store for some country that nobody ever goes to. Has uh, our feel-
0: friend Jason left us a review on iTunes?
3: Uh, I don't believe he has. Jason, Jason. We, we gave a shout out to Jason last time. So
0: Jason, we would love it if you would share your thoughts publicly for the world to see on the iTunes store, Absolutely. provided you still dig what we're doing.
3: Well, that that's true too. If you don't, then, then
0: you know, you know. In, in, enjoy us in the, in, in your car with your kids. That's fine. Right.
3: Too. Right. 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 So, um, but yeah, so leave us a review on iTunes if you like what you're hearing and uh, we'd love to hear from you. So like
0: now um, I want to say hi to Jason's kids.
3: Yeah. Hi, Jason's kids. Hey, Jason's kids. I don't know what his kids' names are, but hi, Jason's kids. Um, Yeah. So let's, uh, let's jump on into our uh, coming to I almost said Great Outdoors. We just did Great Outdoors last week. Um, We're doing our Coming to America show.
0: Some new movie stuff.
3: Yeah. You got new movie things?
0: Kind of. Yeah. Go for it. We've got some sequels that I want to bring up. Mm-hmm. First off, Incredibles 2 coming out oh, in yeah. just a couple of weeks, yeah. I believe. I really enjoy the first Incredibles movie. Yes. I'm really looking forward to Incredibles 2. Yeah. You know, if, if Pixar has done one thing almost right every time, it's that their sequels work very well. Finding Dory was a great sequel. Yeah. Toy Story 2 and Toy Story 3 were fantastic movies. The Cars ones, uh from what I've heard, I haven't seen the Cars sequels. I heard those weren't as great.
3: Cars 3 was pretty good. I've never seen Cars 2.
0: Um But yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to Incredibles Incredibles too.
3: Can I can I admit something here on the podcast publicly?
0: You've never seen the Incredibles?
3: No, I've seen The Incredibles. I love The Incredibles. I still have not seen Toy Story 3.
0: I don't know what to do with that, John. I I fact, maybe you should pause this podcast. Go watch it. Go watch Toy Story 3.
3: Yeah. I I don't know why I haven't seen it. I'm I'm wondering, you know, I made the comment last week about the years where when you have children, nothing, nothing. You don't ever see anything, any movies that come out during that time. What year did Toy Story 3 come out? Was it, either, was it 2007 or 2010? I'm going to look it up. It was oh 2010. That's why. That's why I didn't see it. <laughs> yeah. I could just about, when there's a big, huge movie that I know. And I just look at it and be like, why did I not see that? Why is I, that is something I absolutely, I would have rushed out to the theater to go see it the day it came out. And then I usually look to see what year it came out. And I'm like, Oh, it was one of the years the kids were born. That would be why.
0: I know this isn't the, uh, the Toy Story 3 podcast. Right. But I will say it is another great addition to the toy legacy. What do we do mm-hmm. with our toys? What happens to our toys mm-hmm. when we grow up? Toy Story 2 dealt with the idea of a a collector. Right. And and trying to capitalize on somebody's childhood. Toy Story 3 offers a different avenue of Eventually, what happens with toys when the uh, when the owners grow up? So,
3: so well, hold on. Why? Like, what do you do? What do you do when you grow up with your toys? Well, like, what are you trying to? What are you trying to say?
0: I mean, all my old toys are in boxes right now in in storage.
3: But. But how do, you, how do you play with them?
0: I don't, John.
3: I don't understand.
0: I'll explain it to you another time.
3: Okay. I'm really we're, confused we're,
0: now. Well, I'm, I didn't mean to confuse you.
3: But, I mean, it's easy. It's, it's It right. happens I all know, the time. I know
0: it doesn't take much. Right.
3: Okay. I don't, I don't understand this whole, like, uh, the concept of, like, giving... Toys, uh, what was the word? Away.
0: Well, you know, not so much. Maybe not giving them away, but yeah. But you know what? 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 What is the best way to handle the legacy of toys that were important to you?
3: Put them on a brightly lit shelf in your basement.
0: That is an option.
3: Okay. Okay. I I didn't know people did other things like I. Well, I, I, I mean,
0: it, and if if you can get my wife to agree to that option, then. <laughs> You'd be my hero forever. I,
3: I, I've barely got mine to agree to it. So um, I, if I if I figure out a way to get other people's, then I will start a consulting service and I will quit my day job as it is right now. But yeah, no, I, I that's the only reason I think I still haven't, or I don't know why I still haven't seen it, but that I haven't seen it up to this point was just, it was one of those, it was the black hole years of not seeing movies when they came out. And then just for some reason or another, I still have not seen it yet, but that's one of those movies that I really, really need to go see. Cause I know I'm going to enjoy it just as yeah. I did nearly every other Pixar movie.
0: <clears throat> yeah. And I mean, with toy story four in the works, you're going to want to make sure you see, I know
3: them. I gotta, I gotta get all caught up, but yeah, but the Incredibles too, I looking forward to that one. Cause you know, that's, I love the first one and you know, I, had been waiting for them to make another one. And then, you know, even though it took as long as it did, I'm glad that they finally made another one and I'm just looking forward to, to what they do with it. I think that one's kind of coming out right before we go on vacation. So if, if, while my family's on vacation, if we need a day to just like go in an air conditioned theater to get out of the Texas heat, then we may end up going to see, uh, going to see it's
0: warm in Texas in July.
3: A little, a little toasty. Yeah. Yeah. I have no problem with it. As I've mentioned before, I grew up there, so I don't have an issue with it. But all of my, the rest of my family that's coming, my mother in law, my wife, my kids, they're all Illinois natives. So part of it won't be too bad because it, I mean, it gets hot and humid here. It, it's at least dry down there, but yeah, I mean, it's a little, it's a little toasty.
0: Have they, is this their first time going down to Texas in the middle of the summer?
3: This will be my mother in law's first time going to Texas ever. But the rest of us, uh, about, two years ago, uh, we went down in June and it's a little bit, a little bit cooler. And when I say a little bit cooler, I mean like nineties, um, a little bit cooler in June. So it'll be a little bit hotter in July and August is probably the worst time to go. So we're not going in August, but, but I've, i as I said before, I've promised ice cream and swimming pools. So I, I know well, exactly what to do. when heck, then. You can go with us. That's fine. There's at least one more seat in the minivan. That's fine.
0: That sounds like a a wonderful road trip. So
3: jump in, let's go. It's going to be like 3,000 miles of driving round trip.
0: Woohoo! Oh, boy.
3: (laughs) But hey, you know what? We have fun. We pass the time. We create playlists, and we all sing along together. So it'll be a great time, as long as you don't mind sing-alongs.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
3: Okay. I mean, and sometimes it's a bunch of show tunes. So we might have Les Mis. We might have Hamilton. We might have Jesus Christ Superstar. There might be all kinds of stuff going on. Cool. So, so I don't know if I've if I've described your dream vacation. Then come with us.
0: I wouldn't quite call it the dream vacation, but I think okay. you've described a vacation.
3: Okay. All right. Fair enough. As long as I'm on the list somewhere.
0: All um, right. So the other yeah, the other bit work. of new, new movie news that I've been hearing about is the official sequel to Top Gun. Oh yeah,
3: I saw that the other day.
0: News is just out recently Mm -hmm. that our good buddy is going to be taking a break from mowing his lawn to reprise his role as Iceman. Well, Kilmer is going to be in Top Gun 2.
3: Do they have XL cockpits now?
0: I mean, I haven't seen him incredibly recently, so maybe he he's,
3: trim down a bit. And I'm not saying that as a form of criticism. I'm just kind of joking about it because I, I mean, I I look in the mirror and
0: I wouldn't <laughs> advise you to do that.
3: <laughs> well, you know, sometimes on occasion. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, he was, he was a little, uh, he was a little hefty one of the last times I saw him. So he, he's gonna, he's gonna be working out a little bit then, I guess.
0: I, I would think so. Then if, if he's got to get back into Iceman form, Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily know. And I kind of hope that they don't do another beach volleyball scene.
3: Right. Not in most of most people's current shapes,
0: but, uh, yeah. Top gun Two. Okay. Officially, I guess getting made. Val Kilmer set to return and reprise his role as Iceman. Okay.
3: All right. Well, we'll have to, we'll have to see when that one comes up. We'll have to see if it's, uh, if it's uh you know above the deck or if it's in the danger zone I don't know I don't know how I feel about it I love the original top gun but I I don't know
0: I don't know how I feel about your puns
3: well you just kind of have to go with it <laughs> just it's what i tell my family all the time just you know what just just nod and humor me and then just you know if you if you pretend like you have appreciated what i've said eventually i'll go away so this time around we're talking coming to america this one came out on the 29th of june 1988 so we are just about around the the time that it came out 30 years ago rated r it was 1 hour and 56 minutes directed by john landis who did blues brothers twilight zone the movie and an american werewolf in london producers were george folsey junior who did trading places and clue And Robert D. Wax, who died in 2013, produced The Golden Child and Harlem Nights. Writers on this one, the story was written by Eddie Murphy, who was on SNL, and he wrote uh, his own stand-up for Delirious, Raw, and uh, wrote for the movie Harlem Nights. David Sheffield did screenplay, uh, both he and Barry W. Blaustein did the screenplay for this one, and they also did screenplays for the Nutty Professor movies and a good portion of the Police Academy movies. Cinematographer was Woody Omens, he did History of the World Part 1 and the TV series Magnum P.I. Music was done by Niall Rogers, who did Earth Girls Are Easy and Beverly Hills Cop 3. The budget for this one was $39 million. the box office was $288.8 million. So it made a little bit of money back. I think everybody did fairly well on this one uh paul bates plays oha he was in true romance and eight mile eddie murphy plays all right here's where the list starts to get a little bit longer uh eddie murphy plays prince Hakim, clarence saul and randy watson he was in shrek beverly hills cop and then a professor james earl jones plays king jaffe joffer he was in the star wars movies hunt for red october and the lion king madge sinclair who died in 1995 played queen aeolion and she was in lion king and trapper john md Arsenio Hall, played semi Morris, extremely ugly girl and Reverend Brown. He was in black dynamite, Amazon women on the moon. Frankie Faison played the landlord. He was in 13 conversations about one thing and the Thomas crown affair. John Amos played Cleo McDowell. Um, They have
0: the,
3: uh, (laughs) they have the, what was it? They have the golden arches. We have the, what was it? The golden, they called the golden arcs or was it something? Something like that. I forget exactly what the line was, but uh, he was in Die Hard 2 and Good Times. Um, do you ever watch Good Times? Every now and again. I used to watch that all the time as a kid. I don't know if it was just on reruns when I'd get home from school or what it was. Probably. But watch it all the time. It was Dynamite. Uh, Allison Dean played Patrice McDowell. She was in Speed 2, Cruise Control, and Tears of the Sun. Uh, Sherry Hed- uh, Headley uh, is Lisa McDowell. She was switched at birth and All My Children. Eric LaSalle played Daryl Jenks, he was an ER and Logan and Louis Anderson played Maurice, he was in Ferris Bueller's Day Off and Life with Louis. Uh critical reception for this one, Rotten Tomatoes well, the critics hold on, have given hold it on, Hold yeah.
0: on. There you go. Don't forget Cuba Gooding Jr.
3: Oh, I, I've got a whole list of of people that made appearances. Okay. Oh, okay, i I'll, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. Um the uh, Rotten Tomatoes critics gave it a 68%. The audience on Rotten Tomatoes gives it an 85%. Uh, cinema score, so the audience, as they're leaving, they get surveyed as to what they would score it on an A-plus to F scale, and it was given an A on cinema score. So the audience liked it, it have been as as it should be. Uh, it was nominated for other uh, some other awards, nominated for Oscars for Best Costume and Best Makeup. And uh, real quick, the story, Prince Akeem does not want an arranged marriage. He wants a girl who will love him for him. Where will he find her? America. So we're going to play the trailer for you real quick. And then when we come on back, uh, we're actually going to play our friend Pat could not make it this time in for the show. So he called in and left a voicemail for us. We'll play that um and then we will jump on into our discussion if anybody else ever wants to call in leave a voicemail since this is a podcast and an audio medium uh please feel free to call in and leave a message on our pod, uh, podcast voicemail line the number for that one is 872-356-6843 uh 872 if you like the old letter system it's 872-35 movie Once upon a time in a faraway kingdom
0: lived a handsome prince. He was attended by devoted servants. Do you think perhaps just once I might use the bathroom by myself? Most amusing, sir. Wipers! And engaged by royal decree. Why? Why
1: can't I find my own wife? We've gone to a great deal of trouble to select for you a very fine
0: wife. I want a woman that's going to arouse my intellect as well as my loins. Where will you find such a woman? In America. So he traveled across the
3: sea to the land of opportunity, which is where the fairy tale ends and our story begins.
2: Behold, Simi. Life! Real life! And seeing that we have been denied for far too long. We're in New York now. Let us dress
0: as New Yorkers. I feel like a complete idiot. Have either of you ever had any fast food work experience before? Certainly not. This will be our first job in the United States. I am Akeem. It's nice to meet you, Akeem. I have recently been placed in charge of garbage.
1: That's good to know. Oh, my goodness! It is you! Greetings, Your Highness! Who was
0: that? Eddie Murphy. Just the man I met in the restroom. Arcidio Hall. Ah!
3: In a comedy fable of royal romance.
1: When I look at these contestants for the Miss Black awareness pageant, I feel good.
3: Apparently, feel good. these are the best women Queens I has to offer. God. Pick one and let's go home.
2: I want to tear you apart. And your friend,
0: too. Coming to America. Sir, I was wondering, did you happen to catch the professional football contest on television last night? No, I didn't. Oh, it was most exhilarating. The Giants of New York took on the Packers of Green Bay, and in the end, the Giants triumphed by kicking an oblong ball made of pigskin to a big H. It was a most ripping victory.
3: Son? Yes. You want to keep working here? Stay off the drugs. Yes.
1: Hey, Pat here with the a uh, couple of little thoughts on Coming to America. Yeah, Eddie Murphy at his best. This movie is just funny and just such a wonderful attention to detail with all the uh, actors playing all the lead roles and some a little bit more cameos uh, from Samuel L. Jackson. um uh, Well, as being a cameo, and then Arsenio Hall as being kind of like the Buddy, uh, not Buddy Cop movie, but kind of like the Buddy, the the counterpunch, if you will, and uh, just watching those two guys do everything, the different characters that they would bring to life, uh, the funny spots in there with the Soul Glow commercials. right on down to McDowell's versus McDonald's and, uh, everything. It was, it's just so funny. And I I just can't say anything other than the incomparable Eddie Murphy. I mean, he just, he just makes you laugh. Uh, it's a fun story. He's cute. It moved right along, you know? So it was, it wasn't just like, you know, a series of comedy scenes. I mean, there was a, there was a fun story in there. And, um, like I said, all the humor from the right in your face kind of stuff, Right on down to the little nuances and the little asides and the little looks or the, you know, the way a line was delivered. Um, you know, there's like one or maybe two points when they break the, what is it, the breaking the fourth wall where they'll look at the camera and th- those are, those are just excellent. So yeah, these, uh, the last couple of weeks, these movies have been awesome. And, and like I said, this one is just a, just a classic and, uh, Eddie Murphy at his best. So that's that. We'll look forward to hearing what you guys had to say about it. Bye now.
3: All right. So some of the only background that I have for this one is that we do have, as Pat mentioned, and as you were mentioning, uh, before we went to the trailer, we have some different cameos, uh, for folks that show up in this one. We had, uh, you mentioned, and Pat mentioned Samuel Jackson. Uh, you mentioned Cuba Gooding Jr. though, Mm -hmm. um, is the, uh, the young man that's in the barbershop who I think had a scene cut from the movie. Um, I think he's in there getting a haircut and the scene, as I read it, the scene was he makes a comment and says he doesn't have any money to pay for his haircut. So then the barber, I guess takes a, 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 a razor and just like shaves a little square in the side of his head just to kind of get back at him. <laughs> so I keep getting junior, I guess was not happy about that. Cause I, I guess he actually had his head really shaved. Like he really did shave that into his hair. And he's like, well, wait a minute. I went through all that and you cut my scene. Um, so, Cuba Jr., Samuel L. Jackson, you had uh, Ralph Bellamy and Don Amici were in this one mm-hmm. um, reprising their roles from Trading Spaces. Did I, say, did I say Trading Spaces? You did. I did say that. Have I been watching HGTV?
0: Uh, I believe Trading Spaces is TLC.
3: You're, is that TLC? Okay.
0: Yeah, see, sadly, we'll see, sadly, I, I know I, that.
3: Well, see, I've redeemed myself by not knowing which channel it's on. So there we go. Um, But, yeah, so we had a couple of different cameos in this one. Uh, Samuel Jackson, obviously, the guy that comes in to to hold up the store with the shotgun. And uh, Jake Steinfeld, the Bodies by Jake uh, guy, was a cab driver in this one. Uh, I believe at one point at one of the parties that they go to, um, uh, Toby Hooper, the horror director, is also a a party goer at one of the parties at one point. Um, So several different people that that show up in this movie in little... uh, little cameo roles and then um there's some other different things like kind of some background information on this movie but i just wanted to hit uh one or two of them really quick and one of them is that this film is the first time eddie murphy plays multiple characters in a film which then like later on he must have really enjoyed that because later on that kind of becomes a thing for him uh in a lot of his later movies that he will take on different roles in the movie put on makeup and, and play different characters um John,
0: you you missed a cameo
3: did I miss one? Who did I miss?
0: Louis Anderson.
3: Uh, no, I, I mentioned him as part of the cast for did Maurice. He...
0: Oh, okay, never mind. Yeah, take it back. yeah, because he was, yeah, he
3: was Maurice. He was the at the uh, he was the cashier at the at that's the McDonald's.
0: My fault for not listening to you when you talk.
3: No, that's okay. It happens all the time. What? It. See, there you go. Hmm. Hmm. Um. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, t- t- let's see. Um, the other thing I found was that, oh, here it was from, from IMDb. Uh, the name of the fictional African country, the main characters are from is called Zamunda.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: This name was taken from a Richard Pryor routine where he referred to a frictional, fictional African tribe of the same name. A, fr-
0: a frictional so, African. A frictional.
3: Tribe? Yes. Frictional. Yes. Yeah. There, um, the traditional dances involved a lot of grinding.
0: Oh, that's odd.
3: Frictional. They were very Friction. frictional. Yes, a frictional action Afri- action tribe. They weren't even African anymore. It was just <laughs> a lot of action. There was I can't even talk today. This is uh, this is this is how yeah. things are going. Hmm. All right. Uh, and then at the end of the movie, since we're talking about the frictional uh, African tribe of Zamunda, uh, at the end credits, the fictitious. So I can get that one right. Uh, the fictitious Zamundan Film Commission is thanked in the thank you section at the end of the credits.
0: Oh, I never noticed that.
3: Yeah. Okay. Real quick, before we go any further, uh, Dennis actually just stopped by. So, uh, Dennis, why don't you? Um, why don't you? I know you got to get going here in just a second. So, why don't you just jump in real quick and, and tell us a few things about um, coming to America? Yeah, yeah me... I'm gonna have to
2: uh, take off on this one because I got to dress people. So, um, okay. yeah, I mean, this one, I just in general, I mean, I like the film Coming to America. I have to well, see it. Again. I wanted to see this recently and I, like I said, I was debating whether or not I could see it with the kids or whatever or not. Cause then I had a few lines John said today and I'm like, Oh wait, maybe I can't, I don't know. What was it rated? I'm, was it rated? Really? R- it was RO. Right R- that's why. Right. So, you know, I might just have to watch it again myself, but I, I seen, I remember I just, for whatever reason, the one that we've always said and quoted is the in Yes. In the face, in the face like that, that has been, uh, uh, for some reason, like one that always stuck with me, but, uh, I, I remember liking the film. I remember laughing. I never thought it was a good film um there's a lot of like i think eric lasalle is in that one Uh
0: uh-huh yeah
2: early on it's just again it's one that i have to watch and 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 unfortunately i would love to have participated more in this one but uh i do have to go but the thing is it's i haven't seen this one recently and i need to see it recently because that one i only saw fully in its entirety once and that was probably back then um on vhs not at the theater um we saw it on on video that was it and i remember us all i remember i can kind of remember us watching it that day all my brothers were there so it was, it, you know it was it was it was a good 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 time um and i'm just curious how it holds up and what you guys think of it because wait right. before you before i leave the, did you see it before john back oh yeah
0: oh yeah
3: okay. I've, I've i've seen this movie when i originally saw it obviously i didn't see this in the theater as a kid that would have been really weird You saw it
2: on vhs uh, back around that time though
3: right Right. Okay. Probably saw it maybe for the first time in middle school, high school.
2: So you saw that, an R rated film. Yeah. But you didn't see Planes, Trains. It's called no, DCFS right there, should have been called.
3: Well, because probably my friends were not <laughs> quite as interested in seeing Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, but you put together uh, Eddie Murphy in our city hall and, and yeah, watch yeah, that.
2: If yeah. You want to see that. Yeah, that's true. Right. How old were you at that point?
3: Uh, when these movies came out, um, I would have been seven years old.
2: And when did you see it?
3: I probably didn't see it until I was probably about 12, 13. Okay.
2: Okay. 12, 13. So it was more middle school. Okay. Yeah. And Jeff, have you seen it? Yeah. I
0: I, I think the first time I
2: saw it was high school. Okay. So back then during that time period still. Okay.
0: Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, my folks were pretty strict on what movies I was allowed to see, and
2: yeah, and what have and you. Now you have seen it again recently, just now for this. Oh uh, no,
0: Katie. Well, yeah, Katie and I watched it. I don't know, a week ago, two okay. weeks ago. Maybe.
2: John, you did as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes, I well, I, I usually say, watch. Yeah, it I'll be curious of years. to see what you guys say. I almost feel like I'm. I'm just trying to think if I want to watch the movie first or listen to the podcast first, and then try and see if I. I don't know. So, yeah, I'm just curious. I'll, I'll be curious to see what, what hell, how it held up uh, for you guys mm-hmm. seeing it back then. And then now you saw it pretty young. Yeah. I was uh, about seven, eighty-eight. So, yeah. So 17, 18. Okay. Seven year old. You know, <laughs> 17 or 18 when I saw it back then. So, yeah.
3: So, what would that make you now? You're like, what, 50,
2: something? Yeah. 50, 50 yeah something. 18, 63,
3: 75. Yeah. Well, you're, you're almost, you're close to retirement.
2: Oh, I've been close to retirement. Well, I mean, um, <laughs> you've been like an inch from retirement for the last eight years. <laughs> eight only, huh? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I've,
3: I've only known you for like 10 or 12 years, so. Yeah. I feel like those first four years, you were pretty happy, but maybe not. You just hit it really well.
2: Oh, no. It's, you know, it's not, not a happy thing. It's just other things to do. There's other things okay. I want to do. Yeah. Nothing no. against this. It's all good, but <laughs> there's trees. There's trees out there.
3: There you go. Go see the trees. That's
2: right so all, all right. right well anyway yeah so i don't have as much to say about it just because i mean it's eddie murphy it was good the characters i, I think uh what's the name as the side um arsenio you know, arsenio is awesome in it i remember that i just remember it being a good good time a good movie um and laughing a lot and and, and watching it with my brothers who you know were i'm eight probably 18 at the time they're older so the humor is not going to feel uncomfortable i'm just curious now as to if i watched it with a, a 16 year a 17 year old in a, you know in a 14 turning 15 year old you know is it going to be uh, a little awkward so i don't remember yeah. you know too much so anyway. don't forget john amos what
0: john amos knocks it out of the park in the movie oh does he? okay oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah okay yeah yeah cleo yeah cleo mcdowell mm-hmm. yeah Already. righty you guys have a all good right. time all, all right. right see you see you, you.
2: See you Dennis. yep see ya. you're still here Go it. home already. The movie's oh, over.
3: I think you and I have talked about this before. This is not the first time you've seen this movie.
0: No, it's not.
3: Okay, all right. Do you remember the first time yeah. you saw this movie?
0: I know it was sometime during high school, but I don't remember any specifics about watching it. Like I don't, okay. I don't think it was one of those movies I was like building up to. Like I can, I'm finally going to watch Coming to America. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I've been hearing about this movie for so long. Um, I don't know sure it was just on cable somewhere and i was flipping through the channels and i was like "Huh, oh, all right i haven't seen this yeah well, and,
3: and, and i know we kind of talked about this just for just a minute before dennis had to go um but uh yeah i and i think for me it's kind of the same thing it was i saw it maybe middle school maybe early high school for the first time and since then i've probably watched this maybe once every couple of years once every three years or so Maybe. So I may have seen it several times. Um, You know, it's not one of those that I'm watching religiously year in and year out, but it's definitely one that if, if there's, if I'm looking for something to watch and all of a sudden this one, you know, shows up somehow, then TV, or if I've got a a copy of it or I've rented it, or I just come across it at the library, then I will, you know, grab that and I'll, I'll watch it every once in a while.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's worth watching one, you know, once or twice a year.
3: Yeah. So do you you remember any kind of like first impressions of watching this when you did first watch it?
0: I remember being really impressed with Eddie Murphy and Arsenio because they both took on so many different characters in the movie. I remember watching and thinking, wow, that they did a really cool or really good job with that. It was really cool to see actors take that on and, and try to create different personas. Um, so I think that was one of my big takeaways from it was, I I really liked how they just, they were able to do that convincingly.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I I like how, and and there were several times, I think the first time I watched the movie, I had no clue that they were playing multiple roles. Like I didn't realize, I kind of felt like some of these characters and like, they look like they have a lot of makeup on, um, or maybe this is some other actor pretending to be you know one of the old guys at the barbershop but i think when i watched this movie at first i didn't quite realize that it was the same that it was eddie murphy and arsenio hall that were playing all these parts um so when i did finally realize that i think i had to go back and just rewatch it again and be like okay whoa wait a minute you're telling me that you know even the even the old jewish guy that's in the barbershop that's eddie murphy okay let me go back and watch the movie uh-huh. again then,
0: so yeah. Aha.
3: <laughs> Rocky Marciano. Y'all bring up. Yeah. Um, always bringing up Rocky Marciano. Um But uh, yeah, no, just I, in, in this movie too, is, is one of those, like with a lot of other comedy movies, it's, it's, it's a bit formulaic in the way that it's going to show you all these different little sketches and little vignettes and little snippets of Um, kind of a fish out of water type story where Prince Akeem from Africa has come to America and getting in all these different funny situations because he doesn't know or understand the way things work in America. Um, You know, from the moment they, the moment they sit down to try to figure out where's the best place to uh, find someone that he can marry. And they're like, well, uh, You know, do we, do we go to New York or do we go here or do we go, um, you know, they're like, let's go to New York. And then they look on the map, like, where can we find someone that a prince could marry Queens? And then they get here and the the moment of they, they get off the, uh, they, they get out of the taxi cab and they leave all of their luggage outside. And the moment they turn around, like all of the people just show up from every direction and steal all their luggage. And yeah. But it's like all the situations like that, that it's, it's, it's got the same layout as a lot of other comedy movies, but it just, it just does them so well. And I think that, especially in the eighties, I don't know if, I don't know if I think of him that way. Once you get past the eighties as much, but Eddie Murphy still has this, just this very charming attitude about him. In his movies, you know, in a Beverly Hills cop, he's, he's very charming. He's kind of, you know, he, he plays the goofball, but he plays the goofball as a way of, uh, having people dismiss him. Like if I'm a goofball, people won't worry about me so much because they think I'm kind of dumb or they think I'm kind of ignorant. So, you know, I'll, I'll play the goofball a little bit and then I'll get what I want because I've lulled them into a false sense of security around me. Um, and then I can do what I need to do. And that was kind of him in Beverly Hills cop and and some of his other movies. And this one is just kind of a, he plays up that charm to be, well, I'm the African prince that doesn't know how things run in America. So, you know, I'm going to show you all the funny situations that I get into. So uh, bits and pieces of it reminded me of like a crocodile Dundee, where you've got somebody coming from another country where the ways are slightly different and showing up in America.
0: Um, Although I feel like with crocodile Dundee, a, a, a lot of it was the character being a little bit too naive to the point where it was hard to believe that somebody wouldn't know something. Right. Whereas in this, the the, the mistakes that get made are a lot more believable.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And I like how the way the way everybody's just kind of reacting to him that, um, you know, it's almost like to compare it to a crocodile Dundee, it's like, everybody is either confused or enamored with crocodile Dundee because, Oh, he's the, you know, he's, he's got the Australian accent and he's, he's so intriguing and he's all this. And, and and this is just like, you know, he gets to McDowell's and they hand him a mop. And uh, he's like, you know, if you, if you work hard, you could work your way up to assistant manager someday. And, you know, And everybody just kind of, you know, dismisses him and,
0: Mm -hmm. and,
3: uh, you know. But that's
0: kind of by design too. He wants, he doesn't want people to know who he is. He's not there to be celebrity. He's, you know, he, his purpose is to, to blend in with, with society.
3: Right. And I love, I love the way that uh, John Amos does that as the Cleo character. I, I love all of his, I love pretty much everything he does in this movie, but especially kind of his early reactions or his early interactions with Prince Akeem. Um, you know, he, he comes into, Akeem comes in to talk to him and and try to, you know, uh, get, have a relationship with the father of the girl that he's kind of fallen in love with. And he goes in to try to talk about football with him. And uh, and he just kind of finishes that off with, you know, son, you want to keep working here you're really going to need to lay off those drugs.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but yeah, no, I just, I like all of his different interactions and just, you know, the kind of the different ways that he handles things and um, well, and, and, and even and not to keep comparing it with a crocodile Dundee, but you have the case of like crocodile Dundee used the, the fin on the back of the limo. Uh, to, to knock out the robbers or the guy pulls the knife on him. It's like, oh, that's not a knife. This is a knife. And you have the, a similar situation where you've got, um, Sam Jackson comes in with a shotgun to rob the store. And then Prince Hakim using his, uh, using the, the mop as a, or broomstick as a, as almost like a spear, uh, to disarm Sam Jackson. So you've got some similar beats to other movies that have come out around the time. So there's, there's a few similarities here and there, but I think that um, I think it's just the, the charm of Eddie Murphy and Arsenio hall playing off of each other because their interaction too, like that whole relationship of uh, Akeem and semi is just, is just great. And just how exacerbated just semi is always, you know, we have money. Why are we doing this? Why are we living this way when we could do whatever we want and, and, I just, I don't get what you're doing.
0: Yeah. At the end, when he gets punished and is sent to the, the Royal suite at the palace where he needs, where, right. where, where he's going to be bathed from head to toe or something like that. Right.
3: You <laughs> your punishment. You will be bathed from head to toe. Thank this, you, your majesty. This
0: poor guy. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you.
3: Thank you, your majesty. <laughs> what are you talking about? Semi's the prince. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then James Earl Jones, he can play a King in whatever movie he wants to.
0: Well, he can play anything. Well, and yeah, he, he, he wants and to do whatever he wants. But, um, I think one of the, one of the fun things about <clears throat> the trivia of this movie is that, uh, he and Madge Sinclair would go on to voice the King and Queen in the Lion King.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool too. I, I didn't realize that until probably just a couple years ago when I had when I was looking at something. I think I'd watch this movie again and I was looking up something and happened to see that. I was like, well, that's really cool. I never I never put those two together.
0: And he's going to voice Mufasa in mm-hmm. uh, the live action version mm-hmm. that's uh, getting made right now.
3: Let's make that happen as soon as possible.
0: <laughs> right?
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, yeah, no, I just, I, and I don't, I don't know what more to say about this movie other than each of the different scenes that shows up there. I, I, they're hilarious. Um, you know, and, and some of, some of the scenes, I, I always wonder sometimes when a movie, when a movie like this is made, this one seems to be very, very popular with a lot of people like across the board. I feel like sometimes and I don't know if that's just a change in society or if it's just a different actors, you know, people respond to in different ways. I feel like there are several things within this movie that would be even funnier if you were from African-American culture. You know, if that was part of your background, like I see some of the different scenes, like the scene with the Reverend, you know, trying to give his sermon. And the reason why some of that may be even funnier to me than it might be to someone else. It, it might be funny to someone else, but the reason that that's even funnier to me, even, even a degree funnier to me is because um, there was a time in the past where I actually went to a church that was predominantly African-American. And so there were pastors that were exactly, there were preachers that were exactly like that and they would preach almost in exactly that way. And so when I watched that in the movie, i was like, Oh wow, that's yeah, that's pretty much spot on.
0: I wonder if when this movie came out <clears throat> if there was any sort of any sort of issue or any sort of backlash because of the stereotypical way that some of these characters are portrayed. Mm-hmm. Because I, I I thought I, I thought I read somewhere that this uh, that Hollywood's going to do a remake of this movie. I
3: do. Or I I saw that they're going to do a sequel.
0: Oh, a sequel.
3: Yeah, I think it's a sequel. Uh, I was going to take a look real quick and see. Um, I thought I heard that there was uh, yeah, actually it was from this year. Here it is. Um, there was a story from this year, Paramount at CinemaCon. Um, they were presenting and it said the headline is Paramount confirms coming to America 2 at CinemaCon. This is from movieweb.com. And I'll just I'll read this first part of the the story here. As Paramount's CinemaCon presentation was coming to a close, the studio confirmed a number of movies that are on the studio's expansive production slate, including the long gestating "Coming to America" two, starring Eddie Murphy, which will be called "Coming to America," and expected to follow up the studio's current low budget hit, "A Quiet Place" two. Um, blah 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 blah. Uh, Talking about some other movies, um, <laughs> they said uh, Paramount's. Uh, one of Paramount's executives said, It's no secret we've had some difficult years at the box office. We're laying the foundation to deliver to you films for every possible audience for years to come.
0: So last week, we kind of discussed um, online the online culture mm-hmm. uh, regarding Star Wars. Do you think... So if they try to sequelize this and do it in the same vein as this movie was created to no. to to keep the same vibe going are they setting themselves up to be targets of any sort of backlash internet backlash or do you th- do you think that maybe that's just a foregone conclusion that no matter what gets made by whom it's going to quote unquote offend somebody somewhere and you just deal with that and move on or or, or or does this movie lend itself to the idea that it's it may offend more people than um, than another than a different movie might
3: I don't know I don't know if I mean I guess if you feel that some of the portrayals in here are too stereotypical, you know somebody might get upset with that. Um, I, I' I have not seen a lot of the different like uh, some of the humor. In this, I, I would compare with some of the Tyler Perry movies, and I haven't seen a lot of those. I mean, the only ones that I've really seen bits and pieces of are when I used to work at the movie theater. Um, and I feel like, I mean, I feel like in some of those, I feel like you, you get with like the Nutty Professor and some of the Tyler Perry movies, um, you get some very stereotypical portrayals of characters whether they be African-American or whether they be, you know, you've got the Eddie Murphy playing in the, the Jewish man in the, uh, in the barbershop. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if people would be more offended by that now. I don't know if anybody watches this movie today and says, Oh my, I can't believe Eddie Murphy tried to play a Jewish man. Like that's horrible. I don't know if anybody says that.
0: Well, I, but I am mean, that's prime for some. Oh, too. for today. Yeah, if someone were, were to watch this movie today, that'd be right. like a prime fodder for them to start some sort of internet campaign against the movie.
3: Right. I'm I'm sure that if that happened, that I'm sure it would. I, I'm sure. I, I There's got to be somebody somewhere. <clears throat> there will be some group that, that will get vocal about it. Um, and I, I'm sure it's unavoidable at
0: this point. So, so uh, then I don't know. If, I wonder if, if, if you're making the
3: movie, do you avoid doing that in the first place?
0: Well, yeah, like I was I wonder if that, well, like if initially they thought that Eddie Murphy would play multiple roles again, or if they get mm-hmm. Arsenio back, that he would play multiple roles in the movie again. Right. And, you know, again, if they do that and, and they go down the path of being a little bit more uh, stereotypical, are they, yeah. you know, is that going to blow up in their face?
3: Right. Well, from what I can tell in reading that article that was talking about the sequel, it sounds like they're bringing back the original writers. So you're going to have the same people uh, working on the script. Um, It'll be a different director, but you'll have the same writers. So I don't know. I don't know if they, I I would imagine they're going to have to change a few things just because of the sensibilities of a 2018 audience versus a, uh, you know, 1988 audience. But And I don't even know what you, I don't know what you do for the story. I'm just kind of, I'm curious. I would be curious to see just a a very quick little, um, a little plot summary. You know, I don't need to know too much about the plot, but I would just be curious to see what's the reason for the sequel. You know, if we want to do a funny Eddie Murphy movie, then
0: Prince Akeem's son wants to come to America to find his bride or his daughter wants to come to find uh, her husband. So he goes with as a way to try to guide her, mm-hmm. through the ways of America.
3: But see, even that that falls apart for me because if he if he's married to an American and his in laws are all American, his his kids won't be as clueless as he was about American well, culture. But
0: if his if his kids have been sheltered and yeah. have never left the palace grounds or never left Zamunda, right then you know maybe there is a lot that they don't know
3: yeah maybe they run away because it's there's just too much too much friction (laughs) well it's frictional a lot of lot of friction there a lot of lot of tension a lot of tension you could cut the tension here with a knife
0: you you could yeah 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 although it more luck cutting the cheese
3: well, it's – and, you know, I don't want to get too far into that, but um,
0: – Anyway. So, yeah, yeah,
3: anyway. Um, what's yeah, your favorite, so I, I don't know. What,
0: what, what's your favorite part about this movie? Uh, favorite scene, favorite oh, – favorite scene man. first.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, gosh, I don't even know. Um, do you – or do you, do you not have a favorite because you enjoy too many – different scenes.
3: I I do like, and there's different, there's different scenes. The one I've mentioned before is the one that just makes me laugh every time is when he's standing on the balcony and he's like, hello, my neighbors. And they're like, you know, they scream back at him, like F you. And, and he's like, yes, yes. F you too. And, um, you know, stuff like that when he does that. But I think one of the other scenes that to me is always really funny is the part where he's going through and you see all of the different women that he's trying to meet at the bar. And uh, you just like randomly run through those different things of like, you know, oh, I'm, we are, you know, we used to be until the doctor separated us, we were Siamese twins. And, and you have yeah. the, one, the one woman that was like, I worship the devil. And then after all of those, then you cut to, and, and I, as a kid, I don't know if I realized this at the time that you cut to the very last one and it's him sitting next to Arsenio hall dressed as a woman. Yeah. I don't know if it was a kid that I realized that when I first watched it, I think it probably took a second viewing or maybe even somebody told me that they were playing multiple roles that I went back and I watched it. I was like, Oh wow. That's not just a very mannish looking woman. That's Arsenio hall. And he, but I mean, that's the, and just kind of the way that all ends is want to tear you apart. And your friend, too. And then he just, it cuts back to the Arsenio Hall in his normal clothes, spitting his drink out. And um, I don't know, there's just, there's just a lot of little scenes in this movie that I really like. Um,
0: and I don't Katie know, I what I, I can narrow it down. Katie and I were talking about that scene when uh, when we were watching it. And, and we were just like, how difficult do you think it was <laughs> for them to sit there and have Arsenio as this woman? Mm-hmm. saying all this to Eddie Murphy and just well, trying to keep a straight face.
3: It's funny that you say that because I, when I watched that scene this time, when I was watching it for the podcast, I specifically was just, I was like focused in a laser focus in on Eddie Murphy's face. Cause I wanted to see if he broke character at all. Like I wanted to see, is, is he going to smirk? Is he going to do like, can I tell if he's trying to hold something in? Because I, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, how could you possibly ever get a take? Right when like your buddy that you're making this movie with is sitting right across from you in this ridiculous outfit and he's all done up in this makeup and this outfit and you know, just the lines that he's delivering. Like, I don't know that I could do that with a straight face, but also granted people are not paying me millions of dollars to show up in comedy movies. They're not, no, not yet. I'm still working on it.
0: Oh, I mean, but. cause I've, I've, I've gotten my first million. Have you? It's pretty awesome. Uh,
3: I just I, I love teaching so much, and I just don't feel like I can leave the job that I'm in now to to go off and do something well, I crazy. Do like that. I do. Oh, you do? do. Yeah. You do okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I, I mean, in all fairness, I haven't seen your movie. I don't know. I don't know anything else about it. But I just have one question:
0: mm-hmm.
3: when when this movie is it out to rent now?
0: Uh, No. No, No, it's
3: not. Okay. When it is out to rent, will people have to pass it will be. Okay. When if if it ever does, if people want to buy or rent this movie, will they have to pass through a beaded curtain to get to where your movie is? No. Oh, okay. Oh, good. No. Okay, good. Excellent.
0: No, God, no.
3: (laughs) I just want to make sure that
0: that would also be a comedy of epic proportions. I I was gonna. Is that the title? yes that that is the title uh, okay, comedy of right. effort proportions uh-huh, yeah anyway okay coming
3: to america Moving on. I, is that the title um <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah man. okay so yeah no i don't know if i can narrow it down to a to a favorite scene um but yeah just just a lot of little bits and pieces here and there do you have a favorite one
0: i i think <clears throat> i think one of my favorites is the uh Eddie Murphy is the Jewish man mm-hmm. doing the, uh, the soup story at the end
2: mm-hmm.
0: He's like, uh, wait, a, there's a problem with my soup. Oh oh, 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 is it too hot? Taste it. Is it too cold? Taste it. Where's the spoon? Aha. <laughs> Aha. Uh-huh. Cause that's something, that's something that uh, my friends and I will say to each other all the time. I was just like, aha
3: <laughs> yeah
0: um I don't, I don't i don't know what it is about i, I just i that scene is really funny mm-hmm. but i think i mean a, a lot of the movie is well i think the whole movie is just done with a lot of heart yeah that you just you you love you love these characters and you love the experiences that they're going through and you know real fast you start rooting for for akim you know you want to see him succeed whether it's just whether it's to find a bride or just succeed in america where you know he's gonna kind of have a rocky start Mm -hmm. um but i think all the characters are great uh Cleo McDowell, I think, is is a really great character because even though he portrays himself, or the character is portrayed, really just to be interested in making money, right? Because you have his daughter Lisa and her current boyfriend, whose family is the creator of uh was it creator of Soul Glow. Soul Glow, yeah. You know, so so he's got money, and then he finds out that. Uh, Akeem is a prince and you know when I say he's uh, he's got his own money he's got his own money his face (laughs) is printed on it yeah Um, so you're like wow this guy is you know he's kind of shallow but then when uh, when the king shows up to his house to pay him off Mm -hmm. he's like one million dollars fine two million dollars you know, he I, really
3: just stands up sorry for his family. I'm sorry that you have been inconvenienced.
0: Yeah. Like, he, he's, he stands <laughs> up for his family, you know, yeah. like, hey. Or or when his so daughter. may not be a palace, but.
3: Right. Or when when the king talks to his daughter and she comes on out and she's like, I have to leave. I have to get out of here. Then he turns on the king. He's like, what did you say to my daughter? Like, what did you say yeah. to her? And I'm like, you, first of all, you're like, you're all about the money. You're all about the money. Hey, he's a prince. He's a prince. And then, when somebody messes with your kids, then all of a sudden it's you know what I don't care. What did you say to her? Leave my family,
0: get out. (laughs) Yeah, he doesn't care that he's talking to to a king. Yeah, you know he doesn't care that the king offered him two million dollars. Yeah, you know he his his dignity will not be bought. Yeah. So I I really like that about the character. You know, even though he, he spends most of the movie, like I said, just portrayed as trying to make money, trying to get money, trying to get involved with money and, you know, get his daughter uh, married to someone who has money at the end of the day, he's, you know, he, he does the right thing and and he has the right priorities.
3: Yeah. I do like some of the different lines in the movie. I do like one of my favorites is uh, when the king, when uh, he he goes to see uh, Cleo and Cleo says, oh, well, I'll, I'll let you know. Um, I'll, I'll tell him you're here. It's like when he he pulls a Darth Vader, it's like, do not alert him to my presence. I will deal with him myself.
0: Yeah.
2: Right.
3: <laughs> That's good. And I do like the, uh, you know, when, when Reverend Brown is up there on the stage and he's kind of given his kind of given his sermon before the the singer, Randy Watson comes on. And, uh, he's, he's doing his stuff up there. And, and what was the line? I had this up here on my screen just a second ago. Um, he's, uh, oh yeah. He's when he's kind of giving his little sermon there, he's like, he helped Joshua fight the battle of Jericho. He helped Daniel get out of the lion's den. He helped Gilligan get off the Island.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, just, you get going like- you just, let him go
3: little stuff just let him go and i think that's when he does his best stuff is you just let eddie murphy and arsenio hall just let him go let him do their thing Mm -hmm. and it's going to be funny i think it's just one of those things where you just let the camera roll and you're going to get some good stuff i do like the other part too when he's uh i had this one up here too when he goes to send a telegraph to zamunda and the lady's like, you actually want to send this? It's like, well, why read it back to me to his majesty, King Jaffee Jaffer, the Royal palace, Zamunda sire, a king and I have depleted our funds, kindly send 300,000 American dollars immediately as we are in dire straits, your humble servant, semi, Sammy, Sammy. should I make it 400,000? You think that'd be enough? You are right. 500,000. As long as you're asking, why not go for a cool million? You do not think it would be too much?
0: Nah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He just, and again, it, it, you know, it, it, it falls into that fish out of water. Yeah. Scenario. Right. Because he, you know, he just, he doesn't get the sarcasm because to him, right. it's like, oh yeah, you're right. Maybe it's not enough money. I'll just sure. <laughs> keep adding on. Mm-hmm. Oh, love this
3: movie. This is a good one.
0: Yeah, th- I mean, this is this is a movie that it, you know it's one of those if, if you, know, you know, like I said, you know, if if you see it on on the movie rack at the library or flipping through channels, mm-hmm. you, you you find it, you put it on, you know, you stop flipping through channels when you come across this movie because yeah. it's just again, it's just got so much heart to it that you can't. You can't not like it. Yeah, there's just no way to not, not like this movie. And for people that don't like it, I would genuinely want to hear what don't you like about it? Why don't you? Why don't you enjoy this movie? What is it about it that um, that 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 stands out to you? That just makes it a not non enjoyable experience. Uh,
3: sexual chocolate. <laughs> that's the only thing. his singing voice is just like nails on a chalkboard. But other than that. Yeah. So, so I think we, I think we definitely, you know, to wrap this up, I I think we definitely would recommend this one. I think this one holds up uh, from 1988 to today. Uh, and, And that, that's the only thing that I think when we talked about earlier, talk about the sequel is, can they still do some of the humor today, given some of the changes in sensibilities of the audience? And I think, I I think having it made in right. And I think having it made in 1988, people can look back on that and maybe say, well, so we don't, you know, maybe we're, maybe we're offended by this, but it was made 30 years ago. So we're going to, we're going to give it a little bit of a pass, but if you made it today, it wouldn't fly. Maybe that's the case. You know, I guess if they make the sequel, we'll see what they do with it. Um, I, I will watch the sequel. I probably won't watch it in the theater, but it's definitely one that I would eventually watch if they made it. I just don't know if I see right now, like what the potential is for the the story of a sequel. And I, it, but if they come out with it, you know, it's, it's characters that we know it's characters that we enjoy. So if they come out with it, I'm sure it's going to be an entertaining movie. I just right now from where I'm sitting, I, I have a little bit of a difficult time seeing the rationale for a sequel, but Mm-hmm. I, I would love for them to prove me wrong and, and show me something that's a worthwhile, worthwhile sequel to the original Coming to America. Yeah. So. No, I
0: agree, and uh, you know, and, and I agree. This is a movie that's definitely worth watching, and and yeah. and I don't mean just turning it on. I mean, you know, put your put put your other devices away. You know, make a bowl, get get a bowl of popcorn, and watch this movie because mm-hmm. it's just that enjoyable. Yeah.
3: All right. Well, do we have anything else we want to say about coming to America? Uh,
0: I don't think so.
3: No? Okay. All right. Well, so this has been our coming to America show, and again, like we said, if you haven't seen it, go take a look. Uh, go watch it. It's a good one. Um, it's probably uh it didn't really compare this to any other um Eddie Murphy movies. I probably say it's probably one of my favorite Eddie Murphy movies.
0: Are you going to throw that question out there? I will. What's your favorite? And I knew that as soon as we started this podcast, (laughs) when we start talking about all the different roles that he portrayed in Uh this
2: movie,
0: I was just like, oh, he's going to do that thing like he did last week with uh, John Candy. I do.
3: I like to to ask the tough questions. I think this may be my favorite other than um, maybe other than Beverly Hills Cop is up there.
0: I think I like this one better than Beverly Hills.
3: I think I do too. I I think this probably is my favorite Eddie Murphy movie. If I'm not watching just like the straight up Eddie Murphy stand up, like raw and delirious, those, I I love those. I used to watch those all the time in high school. Um, Mm -hmm. but beyond those, I think movie wise in a feature film role, I think coming to America is probably my favorite Eddie Murphy.
0: Um, yeah, uh Bowfinger. I really I really liked him in Bowfinger, I thought. Okay. I
3: never saw Bowfinger. I thought that was great. Okay.
0: Bowfinger is deliciously Steve Martin. Okay. Everything remember, about it is I
3: re- I remember seeing uh, trailers for it when it came out. Like I remember I think that was when we were in high school. I think I was in high school. Yeah, I forget what year it was, but I remember seeing the trailers for it and thinking, "Oh, whoa!" So St- okay, Steve Martin and Eddie Murphy, and then for some reason or another, I never ended up going to see it, and I haven't even seen it since then. So it's been one that is kind of on my on my like a little bit lower down on my list of things to check out. But, um, but yeah, I, out in uh,
0: in 1999.
3: Oh, okay, okay, yeah, I would have been right in right at the end of high school there.
0: Okay, um, but yeah, I'm, it's it's enjoyable. It's a lot of yeah. fun. Um, awesome. I really like Eddie Murphy as the voice of donkey in Shrek. Yes. I thought that was great casting. Mm-hmm. And I really like him in, uh, daddy daycare.
3: Oh, so have n- I have not seen daddy daycare either. 2003
0: daddy daycare.
3: Okay. All right. I have to go find that one at some point. I'll put that on my list of all my <laughs> Eddie Murphy movies. I haven't seen yet.
0: But yeah, I'm looking, kind of looking at uh, at his IMDb.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Just kind of seeing what else I'm not thinking of. I mean, Nutty Professor was good. Yeah. Um, you know, and and I I like Beverly Hills Cop, but I think I mm-hmm. this this might be my favorite. Uh, Well, and I don't think
3: I've seen too many of his modern movies. Like I haven't seen, I'm trying to think other than Shrek and other than maybe the first nutty professor. I don't know that I have seen. I'm trying to, I'm taking a look at his list too. I, yeah, I don't think I've seen any of his other, uh, I don't think I've seen a live action movie with him in it since. Um, it looks like maybe since the Nutty Professor, I saw him. I remember I was uh, I was in high school. I think uh, Vampire in Brooklyn when that one came out. I was in high school and I saw Vampire in Brooklyn and I saw Nutty Professor. That was ninety six. Oh, you know what? I saw Metro. That was one where he's a cop. Um, beyond that, I don't think after ninety seven, I don't think I've seen any of his other live action movies. So I guess there'd be a few in there I'd have to check out. Did you also see that he is, um, do you remember when we did the twins, uh, podcast, we talked about how they had wanted to do triplets. Yeah,
0: listen to that one.
3: Yeah. So they had wanted to do triplets where Eddie Murphy was the third brother. And apparently they are going ahead and making that movie. Really? Yeah. So it's, it's going to be, um, you know, it, it's planned to be Arnold Schwarzenegger, Danny DeVito and Eddie Murphy. Okay. So, We'll see how that goes. Uh, Ivan Reitman supposedly is the director on that one. And Josh Gad is writing is uh, one of the writers for the screenplay. Hmm. So, so I don't know. I don't know. And I don't know. I'm assuming that since it's the three of them, are they listed actors for that one? That it would be that he's the third brother. But I, I think on the podcast, I said it would have been funny if they had decided to do that triplets movie back in the eighties. Uh, or or very, very early 90s. Uh, I think it would have been funny for them in the sequel to show that, like, when they took that picture of the mother with all the scientists that ended up being the the fathers, the donors to be the fathers. I think it would have been r- really, really funny to have, like, Richard Pryor be the guy who's taking the picture.
0: Oh, that would like, be brilliant.
3: And like, and, like, he's not in the picture, but he was taking the picture. And it turns out he also happened to be a donor. <laughs> and that's where you get the triplet from. <laughs> So that's my idea. Like, we, we can't, unless we're gonna do like a digital Richard Pryor, we we can't go back and do that. But um that was that was always kind of my idea. If they had decided to do that in the 80s, I think that would have been a perfect way to, to handle that. But so
0: do you right. have a favorite Eddie Murphy character from Saturday Night Live?
3: Oh um well, let's see, is Mr. Robinson. Mm-hmm. This is how you answer the door in my neighborhood. Who is it? <laughs> um, I'm taking these dolls. They called Cabbage Patch dolls. You take the cabbage, you stick it on the doll's head, and then you can sell it for about seventy five dollars. Um, oh, probably either if it's not Mister Robinson, it's um, it's either buckwheat. Whenever he would play buckwheat,
0: yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Whenever you do like the buckwheat sings, Um oh,
0: t- ties. Feetines a matey. Um, what can put nub in uh, all the wrong paces? What can put, put up.
3: nub? <laughs> Once Buckwheat sings a song, it's eternally his. A da a deba, dead on a diabet. I eddie baby, like God, question, so great. question marks. Um one of my favorite things that he did was the segment that he did called white like me. Do you remember that one where he puts on the, where he puts on the white makeup? (laughs) He said he's sitting in like a makeup chair and he's like, you know, we wanted to see, um, you know, what kind of, what kind of issues there are with racial bias. And so we decided to do an experiment. and, And I guess I, from what I understand, this was actually a real experiment that had been done, in real life. Um, but what he did was it shows him getting white makeup put on. And that, so you see this, like uh, this white Eddie Murphy in a business suit, like walking very stiffly down the street. And he goes into a, um, I think he goes into like a, a newsstand and he goes to buy a newspaper And I think the person, it's been a while since I've seen this, but I think the person in front of him in line is African-American and they go to buy a newspaper or buy something. And um, so they pay their money and then that guy leaves the store. And as soon as Eddie Murphy steps up, the only people left in the store at this point are the store owner behind the cash register and Eddie Murphy in the white makeup. And so the the African-American guy has left the store. So the guy goes, he goes, I'd like to pay for this newspaper. And the guy goes, what do you mean? Just take it.
0: What are you doing? I'm buying this newspaper. That's all right, there's nobody around. Go ahead, take it. Take it. Go ahead, take it. Yeah, take it. Take it. (laughs) Slowly I began to realize that when white people are alone, they give things to each other for free.
3: <laughs> okay. <laughs> he just takes it and then walks out. And then <laughs> then there's another scene. I think there's a couple of other scenes too, but there's one where he's on he's on the bus. He gets on the bus and he's sitting there and he's surrounded by everybody else on the bus is white. And then there's one African-American guy that, that uh, they get to a stop and he gets off the bus. And as soon as he gets off the bus... They close the door. The bus starts driving again, and all of a sudden, a couple of passengers jump up and they take off their coats. And they're like these like uh, ladies in waitress costumes, and they're like carrying around trays of champagne. And there's like lights and music, and it's like the bus has now become this very luxurious place where everybody gets free drinks and all kinds of other crazy stuff. But they had to wait until the one African American guy got off the bus before they could do any of this. <laughs> and they're all like laughing and like you know high fiving each other and. <laughs> isn't this great? <laughs> so then I think it gets to the end of the segment and it shows Eddie Murphy sitting back in the chair again, and he doesn't have the makeup on anymore, but he's now surrounded by a whole bunch of other, uh, a whole bunch of other uh, black actors and actresses who are getting makeup put on so that they can go out and do the same thing. I'll see if I can find that clip. I'll see. I'll find it. I can send it to you. And if I find the clip on YouTube or somewhere else, I can, I'll pop it in our, our show notes on here. So people can see that, that, that might be one of my favorite, skits that he's done but just some of his other stuff where he was like when he does the james brown in the hot tub that's a good one too
0: yeah i like Uh, the uh so mr robinson and buckwheat were at the top of my list and uh when he uh when he was gumby yes as well
3: well, if we've inspired you to come to America, then then come on over. Um, but uh, if we've also inspired you to watch the movie, then that's great because it's a fun movie. You should go watch it if you have not seen it yet. So in the meantime, uh, if you want to hear any of the other shows that we've done, you can go to 30podcast.com. That's got all of our shows that we've done up to this point. Um, this one this one was episode one number 191. So we are inching ever closer to our episode number 200. Wow. Um, yeah. So it's like that's coming up fast. Um, so we've got 30 podcast.com is the way to get to all of our other episodes, or you can jump on Google play iTunes, any of those other places you can get podcasts. And we are likely there. Um, if you want to call our voicemail line, you can do that. It's 872-356-6843. If you want to find us on Facebook, we are there. Uh, We do a lot of interacting on Twitter. We're also on Instagram. Um, If anything else, social media pops up anytime soon, I'm sure we'll end up on that too, but uh, we are in all those different places. Um, So we've got coming up over the next several weeks. Our next few movies will be the adventures of Baron Munchausen. That one's coming up next week. Um, A little bit after that. You've never seen that one.
0: No. I don't know if I'm going to be able to join you, but yeah,
3: whether you join us or not, you should watch that one. It's, it's quirky and weird, but it's fun.
0: Oh, I know so many people that fit that description.
3: There you go. it's It's got a bit of a um, well, because it's it's done by you know some of the Monty Python crowd. so it's got a bit of a Monty Python vibe to it. Um, Robin Williams is in it. Um, you know some of the folks from Monty Python, uh, some other people, some other celebrities that you'll notice are in different roles in the movie, but it's kind of a it's a it's a quirky, interesting, weird, funny little movie. And I don't know why, I don't know how we originally found it, but we used to watch this a lot when I was a kid growing up. So I I have no clue. We didn't see it in the theater. I don't know if it's just something that we saw on TV once and we really liked it or we rented it once and really liked it or I don't know. But I remember watching it a lot as a kid. Hmm. So we got that one coming up. And then at the end of June, uh, we've got Beetlejuice. will be coming out the end of June and then coming up the Which first one? Uh, Beetlejuice. One more time. No. Okay. I know better than that, okay, uh-huh I'm not gonna do it'm not gonna do it i I've, I've accidentally done it a couple of other times, and it did not work out well
1: no. sandworms well,
3: sand, I mean, yeah. sandworms and am i right right <laughs> we've been to Saturn right, yeah um so uh, we got that we got uh coming up at the beginning of july we've got everybody's all american uh that show will actually be coming out on the fourth of july hence the all-american part um and then after that the uh the movie eight men out will be coming up after that so that's our uh, i have never seen that movie
0: you've never seen eight men out i have never seen eight men out oh wow and it's
3: got a lot of actors in it that i really like so i'm looking forward to seeing that one it's good so, so those are our next four. Over the course of the next month or so, we've got, uh, like I said, Adventures of Baron Munchausen's next week. Beetlejuice.
0: Oh, I said it a third time. Ah, and nice it. You.
3: Count. Does it count if you say a bunch of words in between the the Beetle? I I don't know. Or do you just have to say it?
0: I need to find my handbook for the recently deceased. Okay. And find the uh, finer. Because these rule.
3: because these rules confuse me. These rules and the Gremlin rules really confuse me. Because technically, any time during the day is after midnight. Right, like nine o'clock in the morning is after midnight. Does yeah. it just have? Does it have to be after midnight? But like still dark? Or
0: no, I need clear. I need clarification. It's very true. I mean, I've 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 got this magwai sitting here that uh, right. I just don't know what to do with. Right.
3: Well, give him a little bath, see how things go, clean them up a little bit. Okay. I, I, I can't see why that would hurt. And do the Mogwai not have like moisture inside their bodies? Or is it just like an external moisture that they can't have applied to them? Well,
0: see, that's the thing. Like Gizmo's nose does look like it's, it's wet. It's like a wet dog nose. Yeah.
3: So like if he sneezes on himself, am he is he going to have a bunch of babies?
0: That, um, that's, that's, that's science. I don't want to explore.
3: Okay. Dear listeners, if you know anybody who can answer these questions for us, these are the, these are the burning questions that we really want to know. I mean, I'm sure there's others, but these are right now, this is a question that's going to preoccupy my mind for at least the next, I don't know, seven minutes.
0: Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm going to be thinking about this for like at least another 30 seconds. Right.
3: Right. But then, I mean, it's going to come up again until this gets answered. I'm going to keep thinking about why. when is After Midnight? Is it like 30 minutes? Is there a time frame? Can you feed the thing like at 1245?
0: Well, and you know, if if you look at it based on Chris Hardwick's former show, At Midnight, that right. really never really aired at midnight. True. Yet it was called At Midnight. It just oh, yeah. takes all of everything that we know about time and spins it around even further. Correct.
3: Right. When will then be now? Soon. Good. That much I'm I know. I'm glad okay good all right well so until next time so thank you jeff it's nice it's been nice to have you back for the last couple of weeks
0: it's been fun being back i have yeah. to admit uh, you guys you guys did a lot of movies that i wish i uh wish i could have been a part of and yeah. i mean you know had i really pushed i would have tried to find a way to make it happen
3: well i mean it's, it's like, like you had stuff going on right like with you the know, play and a baby and
0: yeah yeah, and for the record, by the way, thank you and and Pat for the kind words that you said about the play. Oh yeah, uh, much appreciated. Much appreciated. That was awesome. and, you, you, and, you always do a good job with those. And and sharing that story about how the kids took care of each other—that was really cool. Um, you know, that's that that's the one thing I want out of the program is for these kids to learn how to look out for one another and yeah. and you don't hesitate to step in when someone needs something. And and they really they got that. They got that lesson. Yeah, that was very cool. So, but yeah, thank you for your kind words. But yeah, no, you know, life got, life got a little busy. Mm-hmm. Life finds and a way to do that. It, it yes, it does. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, no, it's it, it's been fun being back, and I hope that uh, over the summer at least I can schedule a couple more of these to be a part of. But you know, it's really I'm learning. It's not up to me. It's not up to my schedule. <laughs> It's good you've learned that now. I I I have no power over the mm-hmm. the the decisions of anything. Mm-hmm.
3: You
0: know, it's uh, it's up to the little guy that's uh, downstairs taking a nap. Mm-hmm. And his totally awesome mother who allows me to have breaks to be able to do stuff like this.
3: There you go. All right. Well, in the meantime. Be excellent to each other. Go watch some good movies. And uh, like we said before, if you, Jason, if you're listening this time around or if anybody else, if you've got stuff that we either have done or have not done yet and stuff you're looking forward to in 1988, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Um, anything you're looking forward to for next year, because we are planning out next year already uh, and trying to decide what movies we're going to take a look at. So if you've got any feedback for 1989, we'd love to hear Batman. that as well. Uh, Batman, Batman, Batman. Would you, if you say that, does he show up?
0: I don't know. Did you just show up at your house?
3: Well, he's not here yet, but I mean, I feel like if he did, I wouldn't see him. Isn't he supposed to like hide in the shadows? It's true. Okay. I mean, it's the same actor, so I just didn't know if it worked that way. Like, if you say his whatever role he's played, if you say that three times, does he just show up? Does Michael Keaton just show up? Mr. Mom, Mr. Mom, Mr. Mom? Nope. Okay.
0: No. Okay. No. Well,
3: what? if you need that one, you can always call him in and just have him take care of Thomas for a while.
0: That'd be awesome.
3: That would be kind of cool. All right. <clears throat> well, until next time. Be excellent to each other. Go watch some good movies. And we will see you all back here next week for the adventures of Baron Munchausen.
0: Bye, Jason.
1: Can you see I'm coming to America? I want you to
2: put your hands together. And welcome
0: him
1: to the stage. Big round of applause for Jackson Heights' own, Mr. Randy Watson. Yes, Randy Watson. (laughs) That boy is good.
0: Mm Mm-hmm, good and terrible. And Reverend Brown. Three years for the Reverend. This man's been my Reverend since I was a little boy, and I love him dearly. He's a very special man. Reverend Brown. Reverend Brown. It feels so lovely to be here tonight. What a beautiful, give yourselves a round of applause. You're so lovely. Everyone's so lovely. And um, while you're in the clapping mood, I'd like to give a big round of applause to my band, Sexual Chocolate. (laughs) Sexual Chocolate. They play so fine, don't you agree? I believe the children are our future. Thank you. Teach them well and let them lead the way. Show them all the beauty they possess inside